Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is to create moments that change lives. We pray that these weekly messages will be a moment in your day that leads to a change in your life. For more information, visit us online at LifeGateBurleson.com. And one year from now, man, we've been talking about this idea of who we want to be. Not just what we want to do this year, but who we want to become and what God wants to do in our lives. And we just kind of had this thought that we don't want to just have change that, that's kind of like, you know, a January thing. And then when January is over, like we're not really changed. No, we want change in our lives that we can look back a year from now and say, man, I am so glad I started. I'm so glad I stopped. I'm so glad I stayed. And I I am so glad that I went. In fact, that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. We're going to talk about this idea of going. God always has something next for us. In fact, nudge your neighbor and tell him today, come on, God's got something next for you. God's always got something next for us. Like there's always a next step. There's always a, a new level. There's always new territory that God is leading us into. We never, we never outgrow God. In fact, I love what Job says about God. Check this out in Job chapter 11 and verse number 7. Look what it says. It says, can you understand the secrets of God? Can you search the limits of the Almighty? For his limits are higher than the heavens and you can't reach them. They are deeper than the grave and you cannot understand them. His limits are longer than the earth and wider than the sea. What Job's saying is saying God is so big, there is no limit to him. There's always more. There's always next. There's always a new level. There's always new territory. There's always a next revelation of his plan and his purpose and his love for your life. That's what I want to talk about today. Like, in order to experience the next step, we got to be able to step out of where we're comfortable and step into what he has this next for us. That many of us are going to look back at the end of this year and be able to say, man, I'm so glad that I stepped out. I'm so glad that I went. In fact, that leads me to our word for the year. Now, if you've been around here at LifeGate for very long, you know that around this time of year, we say, hey, we have a word, a theme. In fact, we start way back in like October praying about and asking God, God, what's the word that you have for us for this year? And then we kind of have the big reveal. And so I want to tell you what the word for the year is. How many want to excited to hear what the word for the year is? How many, how many of you think you already got it figured out? If you think you already, yeah, I think some of y'all already figured out, but here's the big reveal. Ready? I need a little drum roll on your leg like this. Ready? The word is next. <laughs> I know you're like, you already said it like 10 times in the message today. But here's what I believe. Like, I believe God has something next for us, that he is leading us into the next level, the next territory, like the new thing that he has for every single one of us. In fact, it, it makes me think of the story of Joshua. You may remember that story that, that Moses had led the people of Israel out of captivity in Egypt, and they had wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years, and God had promised them the promised land, but they hadn't made it there yet, and here they are, and they're right on the edge of the promised land and now Moses has died and he's gone and pretty much all of that generation is gone and God is raising up Joshua who would be the next leader of the Israelites and I love what God says to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 and verse number 3 he says to Joshua I promise you what I promised Moses that wherever you set your foot you will be on land that I have given you 
Man, I love that. I believe that's the word that God has for us for this year, that God's giving us new territory, that he's calling us to things that are, that are next and things that are new, that everywhere that we set our foot, that God wants to give us some new land, right? Now, in order for that to happen, though, you're going to have to go. Everybody nudge your neighbor, tell them you're going to have to go. Like, if we're going to have what God has next for us, it's going to require us to take some steps. If we're going to have every place that God gives us, every place that we set our foot, then that means we're going to have to be willing to take some steps of faith. Now, I know when I say that, some of you are like, yeah, come on, let's go. Come on, any adventurers in the house? You know what I'm talking about, right? You're like, man, I'm ready for some new stuff. I'm ready for the next stuff. Others of you, you're like, uh, I don't know about all that. Come on, how, how, many, how many planners do we have? Come on, you like to plan? So I see all my people are raising their hand right now, right? That's me. You know, when I hear new and next, I'm like, well, where are we going next? And give me the plan. I like need to have it all, come on, have it all mapped out, right? I got to figure out, we're going on vacation, I sit down and write it all down come on you know what I'm saying I don't like new information takes me a while to process it don't give me no surprises you know what I'm saying like I'm a planner I'm a I'm a processor right and how many know God has a sense of humor doesn't he come on right because I mean here's the guy I mean I'm the guy who's like I still listen to the same old music from the 90s over and over and over on my Spotify remember we do the Spotify thing at the end of the year you know who my number one artist was on Spotify I'm ashamed to say it but it was Stephen Curtis Chapman like I'm the guy who listens to the same stuff. I'm the guy who, who goes to the same restaurants, every, you know, three restaurants I go to every week. You know, I'm the guy who goes to sleep at nine o'clock every night. Come on, all the guys in the know what I'm talking about in the house. Like I love my routine. I love my schedule. I love to know what's going on and have everything planned out. And then I pray and say, God, what's the word for our church this year? And God goes, the word is next. And I'm like, that's cool. What's next? And then I'm like, God, what's my word? Because I don't just get one for the church. Sometimes they're the same, but it's, sometimes it's different. And I'm like, God, what's my word for the year? You know what kind of word he gave me? Adventure. And I'm like, there ain't no adventure going to the same three restaurants every week. You know what I'm saying? Because I like to have it all figured out. Like, I like to know the plan. Come on, any of my people, you know what I'm talking about. In fact, some of you, your favorite message of the whole series was last week when it was all about stay, you know? Because you're like, I can do that, man. I know how to stay. I don't want to do anything new. I like to stay where I'm at. I like it when plans get canceled so I can stay home, you know. I like the 11, or what is it called, the 1040 service because I can stay in bed. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're good at staying, but sometimes, sometimes God calls us to go. Sometimes God calls us to what's next. Sometimes in order to receive the territory that God wants us to receive, we got to stop wandering around in the wilderness and we've got to take some steps of faith to receive the promised land that God wants to bring us. And that's what this year is going to be all about. And here's what I want to talk about a little bit. What does it look like to follow God's next for our lives? What does it look like to be a person who can look back a year from now and go, man, that was scary, but I'm so glad that I took that step of faith. I'm so glad that I went. And I want you to see four things about next today. If you're taking notes, you can write them down. The first thing I want you to see is that next can be known. Next can actually be known. Now, sometimes it's frustrating, isn't it? Because we're like, I want what God has next for me. Like, I want to go where he wants me to go. I want to do what he wants me to do. But I'm like, I don't know what it is. Come on, anybody ever been like, God, what's your will for my life? Anybody, right? 
And it's like, well, how do I know? And it's like, you know, it's like the guy who's like, let me open my Bible, you know. God, I'm praying about what I'm supposed to do. Just let the Bible fall open, close my eyes, and just point at a verse. Anybody ever done that before? It's like the guy is like, I don't know what to do, you know. God, just speak to me. He opens, lets it fall open. He points out and it says, Judas went out and hung himself. And he's like, well, that can't be it. Two out of three. Let's try this again. So let it fall open, points, and goes, go and do likewise. No, 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 that can't be it. That can't be it. Right? It's frustrating, isn't it, sometimes? Because, like, I want to do what God wants me to do. Like, I want to do what is next, but sometimes, like, I, I don't know what's next. How do I know what is next? See, last year the word was more. It was a whole lot easier to be like, God has more for you. Next is like, but what's next? Okay, but what is it? Like, how do I know? But you know what the Bible tells us? The Bible tells us that we can know. In fact, that God's not hiding himself from us, that he actually wants to show us. He doesn't want to keep us in the dark. He wants to show us what is next. He wants to guide us. In fact, Jeremiah says it like this in Jeremiah 33. God says through Jeremiah, he says, call to me and I will answer you. And I will what? I will tell you. And what will I tell you? I will tell you unsearchable things that you did not know. See, the, God is saying, hey, you may not know what is next, but if you'll call to me, and if you'll ask me, and if you'll search me, I can actually show you. I can actually tell you, like, next can be known. In fact, I love the way Paul says it in 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9. No eye has seen, and no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Now, that is a very exciting scripture when you think about it. Like, God's got stuff for me that I haven't seen, I haven't even heard, I haven't even conceived in my mind that God is preparing for me. Come on, that's exciting. But at the same time, it can also be frustrating. Okay, well, God, I know you got stuff, but I can't see it, can't hear it, can't understand it. Like, what the heck is it, you know? But the very next verse Look what he says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10 says, but God has what? Has revealed it to us by his spirit. What's that saying? Hey, I got stuff planned for you, God says. I got the next already lined up for you. And I can show you what it is. And how do I show you what it is? By my spirit. I've sent my spirit to reveal to you. And some of you are here and you're going like, but I don't, I don't really know what God has next for my marriage. Like you're trying to make decisions like, what do we do? Do we buy that house or do, we, do I take that job? Or maybe it's a financial thing. You're going like, do we make that investment or do we not make that investment? Or do I, you know, do I take the promotion or do I stay where I'm at? Or maybe you're dating someone and you're like, you know, do I stay with this person? Is this the person? Are they the one for me? Or should we get, you know, should we get married or should we break up? And you've got all these decisions that you're making in your mind and you're going like, I, I want what God wants from me, but I just don't know what it is. And how do I know what it is? And the Bible says you can know what it is. That he can actually reveal it to us. How? By his spirit. And how do we know? Like, well, Jeremiah says, you just ask. Ask me. Call on me. And I'll show you great and unsearchable things that you did not know. Now, that's the problem for a lot of people, though, is that they just never ask. Like, how many times have I seen this as a pastor? So many times, like, I just want to grab people and go, like, what is God saying about it? Because I'll see people who just, you know, just without even asking, just take a job and move their family clear across the country and uproot them from their school and their friends and, and their church and all. Without even asking God, God, is this what you want for me? How many times have I seen, like, where people just, you know, get married and never even ask God, like, God, is this the one for me? Like, 
And God says, I want to show you. Like, it's not hidden from you. I can show you the next steps that, that you are to take in your life because I've got plans for you, right? What does Jeremiah 29, 11 say? Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. I can't tell you how many times I preached that when I was a youth pastor. It's my fa- one of my favorite verses. And yet there's more to the verse than just plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. So many times we stop on verse 11. But if you keep reading on verse 12, look what it says. I got plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. But verse 12 says, and then you will what? You will call on me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when? When you seek me with all your hearts. Next can be known. He can reveal to us things that we've never seen, heard, felt, imagined by his spirit if we will pray, if we will ask him, if, he will, if we will allow him to lead us, if we will call to him, then he will show us when we seek him with all of our hearts. Next can be known. So nudge your neighbor, tell him next can be known. Notice the second thing, though, is that although next can be known, next is not always neat and tidy. Come on, how many know what I'm saying? Like God's plan for our life doesn't always line up with our plan for our life. Come on. How many of you, how many of you like maybe when you were in uh, high school, you kind of had it mapped out what you wanted your life to look like? Raise your hand. Come on, you know? Like you had this plan. Our plans are usually like straight up and to the right, you know? It's like I'm going to go to my favorite college on a full ride scholarship. Then whenever I get there, I'm going to make straight A's and make the dean's list. I'm going to have a little fun along the way. And then I'm going to meet the perfect someone. And we're going to fall in love. And senior year, we're going to get engaged. And then I'm going to get the, you know, right after I graduate, I'm going to get this big, you know, dream job. I'm going to make all this money, right? And I'm going to buy this big ring. And we're going to get married and move into our dream house. Come on, you know what I'm saying? And then we're going to have two and a half kids a couple years later. And everything is going to be perfect come on how many of you had a dream sort of something like that right how many you still dreaming because how many know that's not exactly how life goes doesn't normally go as neat and tidy like in our nice little organized plan that we want and it's not just life it's God's plan for us isn't always neat and tidy and organized straight up and to the rights. You know, a lot of times there's some twists and some turns and some detours and some setbacks and some stuff. You think that's not true. You just read the Bible. Like over and over, people in the Bible that God, God had a plan for them. He showed them what was next. I think about Joseph. God gave him a dream, showed him what was next. Like he was going to be the ruler. His brothers were going to bow down. He was going to be able to lead. Like he had that in his heart, but man, it didn't happen the way I'm sure he thought. He didn't just go straight to the palace, like right like he had to go through the pit, he had to get beat up, he had to go into prison, he had to do all that. And his brothers did eventually bow down to him, not knowing who he was. And he was the second in command of all of Egypt, but it didn't just happen like straight up and to the right. It was like all over the place. I think about David, right? What about David's life? Like here he is just minding his business, a little shepherd boy out in the field. And all of a sudden the prophet says, call him in. We're going to anoint him the next king. I'm sure David was like, where's the throne room? Come on, let's go. But that's not what happened. He did get to the throne room, but not before he had to face a giant named Goliath, not before he had to have spears thrown at him twice, you know what I'm saying? Not before he had to hide out in caves running around because the present king's trying to kill him. He got there, but not the way that he thought that he would. It wasn't neat, it wasn't tidy, it wasn't 
wasn't organized. It wasn't in the order that he thought it was going to be. And some of you, that's where you're at right now. Like you're frustrated because you're like, I am taking steps of faith and I am trying to do what God has called me to do, but I'm not seeing like, I'm seeing some detours and some, and some, uh, some obstructions and some stuff and some pain that's getting in along the way. But here's what I want to tell you is even though it's not neat and it's not tidy and it's not organized the way you want, God is working it all together. God has a way of getting us where he wants us to be. It may not be what, the way we had it envisioned in our mind, but the Bible tells us very clearly that God works together in all things, good, bad, ugly, in between, all the things, planned and unplanned. He works all those things together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. See, you can know what next is. Next is known, can be known. Next is not always neat. But then I want you to notice the third thing, and that is this. This is, this is going to set some people free to that. I, I think this point is so important. Next doesn't always have to be so narrow. And this is where it's going to set some people free because some of us, here's our struggle. This is what paralyzes us, is that we think like there's only one perfect plan that I have to follow. Like God's got this one plan. I have to stay straight on the straight and narrow and it's going to, like, like we get paralyzed by it. In fact, we get paralyzed by what's called binary thinking. Anybody know what binary thinking is? Binary just means that basically it's like there's only two options. It's either A or B, right? Anybody ever been there before? It's black or it's white. It's A or it's B. And what happens is sometimes this, this kind of thinking will kind of cause us to not move at all because we don't know. I'm not sure. Is it A? Is it B? I don't know exactly where I'm going. And so we just kind of get paralyzed and we struggle and we get kind of frustrated in this way of thinking. And let me, don't get me wrong. Like there are things that God will speak to you and it's black and white. It's obey or disobey. It's very binary. You read the Bible and there are things that are in the Bible that you either do what it says or you don't, right? But there are also times in our lives where it's not about so much a destination. It's more about a direction. It's not like I have to be freaking out going, I can't make a decision because if I make the wrong one, it's going to mess it all up. It's A or B. No, it's, hey, I don't know the the destination. I don't know the end result. I just know a direction and I'm going to take steps in that direction. I'm telling you, that'll free you up. You say, well, I don't know, pastor. Is that really biblical? Yeah. I think about Abraham. Abraham, the father of our faith. And look what it says about Abraham. Check this out in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number eight. By faith, Abraham when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he didn't know where he was going. Think about that. Here's the father of our faith. He didn't know. He knew God had promised him a land, but he didn't know where the land was. He didn't know how to get there. What did he do? He just started taking steps in a direction, even though he didn't really know the destination. And how did he do that? Well, it says it right there. By faith. See, maybe that's the whole point anyway. Maybe the thing that's holding us back from taking those next steps is that, well, I don't know, I might mess it up, and I don't really know exactly where I'm going. And maybe the whole point is that you don't know exactly where you're going so that you will have to walk by faith. 
That's what faith steps are all about. I don't know the end result. I just know the direction that God is leading me, and I'm going to follow in that direction, knowing that if I just keep following in his direction, eventually I'm going to get to the destination, and maybe the destination is really not all that important anyway. Maybe it's more about the faith that I build and that I grow and what God does in me while I'm going towards the destination. Man, I know for me this is a struggle because sometimes, like, I can be very black or white. Very binary, like, you know, it's either this decision or that decision. And it can keep me sometimes from even seeing, hey, there's a wide array, you know, of decisions. Like, there's right and there's wrong, and then in between, there's a whole, there's a whole lot of things. And this passage, I came across, oh, I don't know, a few months ago, and it really helped me. Look what it says in Psalm chapter 37 and verse 23. It says, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble... He will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Man, that's so powerful, because here's what, here's what that's saying. Like, if I just keep my heart right, if I just delight in the Lord, like, I might, there may be stumbles, there may be times when I mess up and get a little bit off the path or whatever, but if my heart is right, in fact, I wrote this down, you might want to write it down. I don't have to worry about wrong moves if I am driven by right motives. Oh, I'm going to say that again for those in the back, because I don't think you heard that. Come on. I don't have to worry about making wrong moves if I'm driven by right motives. If my heart is just right, and I say, God, I don't know what you want for my marriage. I don't know. I'm not sure what you want for me to do in my ministry. I, I don't really know. Should I take that job or not take that job or whatever that might be? And you go, I'm not sure the end result, but my heart is right and my motives are right. Guess what? God's not going to let you make wrong moves if you're driven by right motives. In fact, I got some advice one time, a long time ago, when I was just a young man, and I was struggling with some decisions, praying about some things, and, and somebody told me, I said, hey, did you pray about it? I said, yeah. And what did you pray? I said, well, I pray that God would direct me. They said, okay, do you believe God answers prayer? I said, yeah. I said, they said, do you believe God answered that prayer? I said, well, yeah, I think so. They said, well, then what do you want to do? I said, well, this is what I think I want to do. They said, well, that's what you need to do, because <laughs> you prayed and asked God to give you direction, and you believe that God gives you direction, and then you want to do that, it must be the direction that God's giving you. Come on, right? It doesn't have to be so hard, everybody. It doesn't have to be so narrow. It just has to be, is my heart right? And are my eyes on Jesus? Am I following him? He can show me what's next. It may not be neat and tidy. It might be hard. There might be things that I didn't expect, but I can keep following him. And that leads me to the last thing. It, it doesn't have to be so narrow, but then notice the last thing, and that is this, that next can start now. Everybody say now. Next can start now. Let me tell you something. You don't have to see the whole path in order to take the next step. You don't have to know all the steps to be able to just take the next step. In fact, this is what the Bible says in Psalm 119. Check this out. I love this. It says in verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Now think about this. Back in those days, well, they would have had, you know, they didn't have electricity. They would have had a torch. They would have had a candle or something like that. Nowadays, you know, we get a flashlight. In fact, we don't even need a flashlight anymore. We carry one around in our pocket, right? And we just turn it on. And then if you're old like me, you leave it on and leave it in your pocket. And then your battery's dead. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you just turn that. So somebody, somebody relates for sure. You know, I use my phone for a flashlight all the time. 
come into the auditorium, the lights are up there in the, in the booth back there. And, and so you come in, it's dark and uh, there's an app, but I don't have the app. And so what I do is I just like turn my flashlight on and I'm like going like this, you know what I'm saying? Trying not to trip going up the, going up the risers and trying to get into the deal or whatever. And the thing about it is, is that this, when I turn that flashlight on, like it doesn't light the whole room. It doesn't light the whole path. What does it light? It just lights enough for another couple of steps, right? And most of us, we're like, well, God, like, I don't want you to lamp for my feet, light for my, I want you to light up, illuminate the whole room, right? Like, show me the next 20 miles so I'll, you know what I'm saying, right? And God goes, no, no. My word's more like a lamp to your feet, light for your path. If it only lights up, uh, you know, a foot or two around me, how do I get more light for the path? Only one way take another step see the only way to get more light for your path is to take the next step and so many of us like we won't move past the little you know where the flashlight is is lighting but God wants something next for us but he's not going to show us the whole thing and you know why it's because if he showed us the whole thing you know what we'd do we'd run way ahead and we'd leave him behind and God's going, I want you to run ahead and leave me, but I want to walk with you. I want to walk hand in hand with you. Like, I want to do this thing together. If I showed you the whole thing, like, you would run on out there. I'm not going to show you the whole thing. I'm just going to show you the light enough for you to take the next step or the next couple of steps so that we can take, we can walk this path together. And some of you waiting on, like, this big illumination, and God's just going, no, no. What's the next step? I've shown you enough for you to know the next step. Just take that one. I've shown you enough for you to know the next step in your marriage. It's in my word. Just take that one. Some of you go, I don't know what to do with my, with my finances. And you already really do know what to do because he's already put it on your heart. Hey, I need to start tithing or we need to start budgeting or we need to start saving. or It's already there. He's already shown it. You just take the next step. And then when you take that step, then he's, he'll reveal to you the next thing. And then on and on and on and on, you go. And, and you're going to look back a year from now, and you're going to be like, I'm so glad that I went. But it's one step at a time. I think that's what next is. I think that might be the word. It's next step. Can't get to the next level unless I take the next step. You know where it all starts? With one word. Ready? Next always starts with yes. Yes, God. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Wherever you want me to go, I'll go. You want me to start something, I'll start it. You want me to stop something, I'll start, I'll stop it. You want, you want me to stay somewhere, I'll stay. You want me to go somewhere, I'll go. Come on, right? My answer, God, to you is yes. Even when I don't, I may not even know what the question is, but there's this yes in my heart. I may not have all the steps mapped out and I know how it's all, but, but there's a yes and I'm willing to just say, yes, God, I will take the next step. And as you do that, then he begins to light the next one and the next one and the next one. And you look back a year from now and go, wow, look how far God has brought me all because I decided to say yes to God's next.